At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Well, hello. Good good morning on a Tuesday morning. Uh, this is Chris Sims solo right now because we are having some tef- technical difficulties with Mike Florio. But Tuesday morning, lots of news to hit here uh, on Peacock. Want to say hello to everybody on Peacock, Sirius XM, Sky, NBC, SN, and uh, of course anybody that's listening podcast way. But uh, we'll get Mike up and running here soon. There's some little difficulty we have with his sound right now, we can see him. He can hear us. He can't. We can't hear him. That's the biggest problem. And you know that's that's what happens when you're big time and you live in West Virginia. I don't know. You know, sometimes you have technical difficulties. We got a lot of news to hit on today. Deshaun Watson was really where we were going to go to start the day off. Of course, that news, the continued, you know, people coming out to accuse. And we have 14 of them now, I believe. There's supposedly maybe 24 people that could possibly, uh, at some point here, file suits uh, against Deshaun Watson and everything like that. So it does not look good. And me and Mike are going to hit that you know, pretty hard here uh, when, when he gets back and up and running. Now, the thing we're going to do for a curveball here is we're going to talk a little bit about my wide receiver rankings. That was a thing we were going to do a little later in the show. I, I released my top five, a.k.a. top six here, because I thought there was six worthy wide receivers uh, of being in the first-round conversation, and maybe more. It's a really good draft class when you talk about wide receivers this year coming into the NFL. Is it like last year? No. Last year was really special, if anyone can, ever, can remember. I mean, we had six first-round receivers. We had a handful go in the second round who were very talented, and so on. I mean, it was a class last year at the wide receiver position that was truly about 30 deep where you said, "Uh, there's about 27, 30 guys here that can make a difference for a team year one right off the bat. This year, it's not as deep, but I will say, I think the high-end talent is every bit as good, if not better, than what it was last year. If you remember last year, Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, the two Alabama guys, right? They were the two first off the board. Well, hey, at base level, the two Alabama guys this year coming out in the draft, Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith, they are more talented than the two that came out last year. So just from there, you know, you have that, let alone we got some other guys to hit on too. So Pete, what do you think? Start from the bottom to the top here and go that way? Yeah, okay. So here we go. At number six, I went with the wide receiver, Terrace Marshall Jr. from LSU. A lot of similarities to a guy like Justin Jefferson that you saw last year. Good route runner, um, has good size at six, at, at six, uh, a little over six feet, 200 pounds, and speed, like not legit speed to where I go, oh, it's going to scare you, but enough speed to where he can catch slants over the middle and break them for 50 and 60-yard touchdown runs. Enough speed to where if teams play him man-to-man in the slot, that if he runs go routes, things like that, he is a real factor to get downfield. And, of course, he has a big body to go along with that at about 6'2". In fact, he might be 6'3", and I'm wrong. Uh, I might be a little wrong about that altogether. But he was a guy that was very impressive. The stats aren't going to jump off to you. The stats could have been better. You know, LSU's offense was not great this year. The quarterback play was not great. That led to him having some 
underwhelming moments uh, altogether. But I think when you really break down the player, there is incredibly quick feet. There is a twitchiness and a quickness to his game. Is he the best route runner of this class or anything like that? No, he's a good route runner, good route runner. There's things he needs to work on. He's not necessarily the loosest hips in the world and being able to you know, separate the upper body from the lower body, which fools DBs and as far as their clues. And, oh, wait, he's going this way. I see his lower body turning this way. Wait, oh, no, his upper body went that way, and now his legs are, are following that. There's some work there to be done. But either way, Terrace Marshall is a guy I look at that is a, a, a safe pick, and I really can't imagine him falling past 40 or 45, really, at, at worst-case scenario, with a guy that looks, like I said, 6'3", 200. And I would say from on film, it, it looks like a guy who runs mid-4-4s, somewhere in that range as far as the 40 speed is concerned. Now, get to number five, Kadarius Toney. Kadarius Toney is a guy that excites me. You know, and it depends what you want at wide receiver. This guy is a little less of a polished wide receiver, has all the skills and attributes to be a better route runner and do all those things at a high level. But to this point, it's been done naturally through just great physical ability. And that's where Kadarius Tony is special. He's wide receiver slash weapon, right? It's a guy a little bit like... You know, a Debo Samuel, Debo Samuel you'll see with the, the San Francisco 49ers, uh, or maybe even a DJ Moore uh, of the Carolina Panthers. Guys that can catch a screen pass and go 50 yards for a touchdown. Guy who could take a speed sweep or reverse and go around the edge and break a tackle and then shoot out and accelerate and run by everybody for a 70-yard touchdown. He is a really special player with the ball in his hand. And, you know, as a pure specimen and athlete, man, the acceleration and the quickness is off the charts. It's probably as good or better than anybody we've really got here in the top five, and it's certainly one of the best in the draft as far as that's concerned. Now, top end speed, I don't know if it's as fast as some of these guys we're going to hit on in a few minutes in the top two, top three who can really fly, but it's the ability for him to get out of breaks and accelerate. It's the ability of what he can do after the catch, and that's where he's really special. He is a guy that can catch a slant over the middle, lower his shoulder, break a tackle, run away from a few people, break somebody's ankles, reaccelerate, and go that way, and that's where he's a really special football player. So I'm excited about Kadarius Toney, and that's going to be one where, hey, I don't. if you're looking for an outside receiver and a guy who can catch back shoulders and fades in 50-50s, that's not his game. That's not the guy that you're going to want if you're that team drafting him. This is a guy more that, yes, you could put him on the outside. He certainly can run by people and do all that. But I think he's more of a slot guy, speed sweep guy, take a shot down the field. You know, He has a special, special skill set, uh, very explosive that way, and, and of course, uh, very fun to watch. One of the most fun watches in this NFL draft. I'm going to take a sip of my coffee because I have no break now. All right, Jalen Waddell will be my number fourth fourth wide receiver. Jalen Waddell is the maybe the best route runner in the draft when you really break it down. He's he's in that conversation. When you talk about the ability to stick your foot in the ground, and people might say, well, what do you mean by sticking your foot in the ground? I mean, he can go up and you could say, hey, you're at the goal line. I want you to go to the 10-yard line and make a left turn. He can run up full speed, stick his foot right on the 10-yard line and cut in and never really have to break down or do anything you know, real jarring that gives DBs a clue about him making a cut or doing anything like that. So his ability to stick, in the, stick his foot in the ground is special. Then his ability to accelerate you know, out of those cuts is really special. He understands how to set up people with route running. I think that's where, you know, he is more schooled than maybe a lot of the guys in this draft as far as he understands how to use his body language to get open. He understands how to attack leverage to get open. As far as if a guy's playing him outside, he attacks that guy outside, makes him back off even more. And then, then he bursts back inside on a curl route or an in-cut or something like that. Now, Jalen Waddell, for, for, for my money, or from what I'm told, I mean, he's lower on my list than most. most. I have him at, at number four. 
But that's because I look at him as a true, true slot receiver. You know, I don't think he's a guy that you're going to sit there and ask to consistently win on the outside, play after play after play. You know, he's, 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 he, he can do it, but I think ultimately what Jalen Waddell is in the NFL is a really special slot receiver who can break people down, a.k.a. like a Julian Edelman, and do those things over the middle, on the edge, 6, 10 yards on the outside edge there, and make plays happen that way, and does have the long speed to take people off, take people and, and go deep and do all of that. It's not as special to me as some of the other guys we're going to mention there as far as that aspect. And I value the outside receiver more than I do the slot receiver in my rankings. Yeah, because a really good outside receiver can go into the slot. A really good slot receiver can't always go outside. And I think that's, that's where Jalen Waddle comes in at number four to me. Again, if you're a team looking for a true slot receiver, a guy who can read coverages, of course, run, run routes as good as anybody there is in the NFL – and then, hey, when it comes to the ball in his hand and making people miss either, this guy's no joke either. He can break ankles and make, and make big plays uh, with the ball in his hands. He certainly can. We've seen him in the punt returns, the kick returns, and all of those type of things. Really awesome player. I'm really excited about all these wide receivers. Again, I think these top five or six are every bit as good or if not better than the ones we saw last year, just as pure specimens and talents that way. So that's where um, I'm excited about it. Now, I think um, number three, right? We'll go to that because I got a few questions here from Twitter that I think we can answer. Number three was, was my diamond in the rough, my diamond in the sand right here. All right, this was the guy where last year I had Chase Claypool. I didn't put him in my top five. Anybody who watched my podcast or these shows, Chase Claypool, the rookie receiver at the Pittsburgh Steelers, had the great year. I I did not I did I did not put him in the top five and that made me angry because I looked at him as a top five talent I said it uh, on this show all the time hey he's a first round talent he's that kind of guy I told my NFL friends that really from the get go because I had got a good close look at him so I didn't make that mistake this year and if you're just tuning in it's seven eleven a.m. Eastern on Tuesday morning and Mike Florio. We're having technical difficulties, so it's a whole lot of Chris Sims. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, let me back that off a little bit, folks. Uh, hi. What's up? How you doing? He's here. In the age of Zoom, there's always a fix, even when your camera or your microphone aren't working. Right. So I had, I had to elevate the platform of my laptop, and here we are. Good morning. What's up, you've buddy? Been doing, you've been doing a fine job. It's I don't been know a about that. It's been a whirlwind for Woo! you. It was. I, you know what got me, Mike, is like, I, you know, of course, we didn't know it wasn't working until a minute before the show. So I don't even have all my wide receiver notes out in front of me yet either. So then we were like, what are we going to do? Okay, let's talk about the wide receivers. And so I don't even have some of my stuff in front of me. I'm trying to just go off of my memory, but I'm glad you're here to save the day there, Slugger. Well, and they're working feverishly to get things fixed. The camera's fine. It's just the audio. You know, that's the one flaw with a microphone. If it can't actually pick up and transmit what you're saying, it's kind of useless. Although some would call it an improvement if they could see me but not yeah, hear me or not would. see me and not hear me. That would even be a bigger improvement. In the eyes. <laughs> it would. Definitely. So, uh, I did everything. Yeah. I opened the show. I said hi to Peacock and Sirius XM and Sky and NBC Sports Network and anywhere you listen to podcasts. I did it all. I really felt professional like you today. I, I can hear it all. Okay, That's what's good. so frustrating about right. it. You, you can hear it all. You just can't contribute until now. And now I can contribute. And since we're about 15 minutes in, I can assume that I have 50 or 60 emails asking if I'm dead. That was the one thing I texted. Please regularly point out that I'm not dead. I haven't been canceled yet. I've got a better chance of being dead than canceled, although who knows? Maybe I got a better chance of being canceled than being dead. Either way, I'm here and you're here. And why don't we, why don't, is it too early to take a break, Pete? Is, can anyone talk to me? Yeah, Should let's do that. Should we take a break and see if we can get it back to normal? Why don't we do that? And if nothing else, we'll figure out what the hell we're going to talk about on this unexpectedly hectic and whirlwindish Tuesday World morning. Whirlwind. PFT Live right after this. 
Quaker has been a trusted name in breakfast for over 145 years, which means they've been milling oats since before the invention of the zipper, the stop sign, and the ballpoint pen. And while a lot of things have changed since then, some things have stayed the same, like the great taste and quality of Quaker oats. Quaker has something for everyone, like old-fashioned and quick oats, great for cooking and baking, or instant oatmeal in different flavors and varieties, whether it's lower sugar or added protein or fiber. Quaker oats can satisfy the whole family. There's even Quaker fruit fusion with real fruit pieces, added vitamins, and no artificial colors for a bold start to a bold morning. Quaker, getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker oats in your local grocery store. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. For the world's greatest athletes. This is the showdown we've been waiting for. There is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage. And when that stage is Paris, anything can happen. I have never seen anything like this. How about that? An Olympics unlike any other. What a performance! The Paris Olympics. This summer on NBC and streaming on Peacock. Tuesday edition of Difficulty Edition program. Chris Sims, Mike Florio. Although I think they've kind of got it. Somewhat normal, somewhat mostly normal. normal. Yeah, it looks somewhat normal. It doesn't yeah, sound, it doesn't sound normal, but it'll do. Well, uh, nothing seems to be normal anymore. Although nothing's been normal for the last year, or so I, I, unlike you, now I've got a reputation for being kind of a jerk yeah, generally, right? But I to reflect that I have remained incredibly calm. You have through this entire process. Unlike someone else who shall remain nameless with a giant forehead and a blue shirt buttoned all the way to the top, oh. who losing his mind right now. Absolutely. I've witnessed it. It's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Sim. <laughs> it's unbelievable when there's technical issues for you. Yeah, so I, I don't like them. I don't like them. And I'm, I'm a creature of habit. So, like, this isn't cool either right now. And I, I do. I go crazy. You, Yes, you heard me a lot last year during the pandemic, in the heart of it at least, where we'd have little technical issues. And I'd throw out a lot of four-letter words and what the hell's wrong. And I was yelling at my kids. But good times, good times. I'm glad you're dealing with it now. Uh, yeah, thanks for that. But, I look, what, what can I do? What can I do? There's nothing you can do. Nope. You just deal with whatever's been thrown your way, and, and uh, we hope that we get this thing resolved. But until then, we still have a show to do. Now, what we're going to start with today, let's go ahead and hit that in this spot. The Deshaun Watson situation has now mushroomed from, and when you think about it, Chris, a week ago right now, we didn't know about any of this. There was nothing, zero, zero cases filed against Deshaun Watson alleging misconduct within the confines of massage therapy he was receiving separately and apart from the Texans organization. There are now 14 lawsuits that have been filed against Deshaun Watson, 24 total individuals who have come forward to the Tony Busby law firm. That's what Busby told Fox 26 in Houston last night. And the, the look, Watson has his rights in civil court. Yeah. The time hasn't even come yet for him to answer any of these charges in civil court. You have 30 days from when you first get service of process to respond in civil court. So there's no deadline that has come and gone. There, there's, no, there's no reason for him to say anything prematurely in court. But as we've discussed multiple times in recent days, the court of public opinion, it, it has no, no delays. It, it passes judgment in a harsh and cold and quick at times manner. And despite all of my concerns about the way that Busby has handled this, he's winning in the court of public opinion. Oh, definitely. Because, because there's a default judgment 
That's what they call it in court when the other side doesn't show up. It's a default judgment. That's what we have in the court of public opinion. Deshaun Watson has not shown up. All we've heard directly from him is the first tweet that came out last Tuesday night as the first case was preparing to be filed. That's it. Nothing more from him. No statements from him. His lawyer, Rusty Harden, has simply said a statement or a response or something is coming this week. Well, it's already Tuesday of this week, and time is wasting. And what astounds me, Chris, regardless of whatever legal skills Rusty Harden has, he's not a crisis manager. He's not a PR expert. How have they not engaged someone to, to, to fix this from a PR standpoint? And I'm not saying make it go away or just do something. Uh, uh, if, if he's innocent, this right. is all operating under the premise that he's innocent. I'm not saying he needs a better PR strategy if he's guilty. I'm not saying they should come out and lie about it. If he's guilty, that's a different conversation altogether. But if he's innocent and he wants people to think he's innocent, that's the key. It's not good enough to say, I know I didn't do I, In my opinion, it's not good enough to say, I know I'm innocent of these charges. I didn't do it. I'm going to let the court process ultimately vindicate me that's a long time away yeah if you truly are innocent now's the time to make it known you know one of the just kind of loose rules of thumb that i've applied over the years in situations like this if you have somebody who truly is being wrongfully accused of something they are shouting from the rooftops not sitting back saying i'll let the process play itself out they're apoplectic they're they're as upset as you are when you have technical issues yeah when something like that is untrue and unjustified and unwarranted. That's my concern. So any of my comments as it relates to PR all flow from the premise that he's innocent. If he's guilty, again, it's a different conversation. But the problem is with 14 lawsuits, 24 total claimants, it's becoming harder and harder for the court of public opinion to look at this and say, well, I'm sure he's got a perfectly reasonable explanation for these 24 situations. Yeah, I mean, absolutely not. Court of public opinion, I mean, yeah, he's in trouble. He's looking really, really guilty. You know, court of Chris Sims's opinion. Yeah, it doesn't look good. Court of like the history of these type of cases with this many women coming forward. The like the facts don't bear out that this many people come forward and it's like a oh they they congregated to figure out a story to go attack a guy or something like that. I mean, nothing looks good for Deshaun Watson right now. Let alone like what you talked about last week. You know, what was his, his, his quote? I have never treated any woman. I have never treated any woman with anything other than the utmost respect. Well, you know, of course there's a huge challenge flag out on the field right now with that, that comment, you know, that yes. And Mike, like, here's what I ask you. Like, you know, again, I don't know the conversation that his lawyer and him have. Does did they ever get down to it? And it is like, Hey, are you guilty? Or are you not? You got to tell me here, whatever. But what do you do right now to fight back in the public opinion, right? Like uh, that's where I, I, I'm, and I'm asking you that like seriously because there's also the side of it where maybe they just want to let it all come out first and let all these things be heard. So maybe they don't say something, you know, that's false. And one of these next 10 girls that file suits comes up and goes, well, no, that statement wasn't right. So I, I don't know. I don't know what he's supposed to do in this situation, but he's, he's in big trouble. If you're innocent, you shouldn't have to worry about yeah. what's going to come out after That's you make right. a statement and potentially paint yourself into a corner if you're innocent. See, I was asked last night by Sheree Williams on PFTPM what advice I would do or give or what strategy I would employ if I were representing Sean Watson. I practiced law for 18, 19 years. And I, what I would have done before doing anything on his behalf at this point now see the problem is you get engaged in the process early when there's only one or two it didn't get too ugly used to come and it's too late to do anything about it but at this point if he were to come to me now and say i want you to come out of retirement as a lawyer and represent me the first thing i would say is we got to go find a highly skilled polygraph uh technician and I, I got to find out whether or not you're telling the truth, because I got no way to tell. I, I got I, you know, usually I got a pretty good sense of when someone's being honest and truthful and accurate. I, I would want him to pass a polygraph test if it were me before I would represent him at this point, because I would need to know that that I am representing someone 
who's innocent. Now, and I, it's not anything I ever did. I never handled any criminal cases, but you got to be 100% behind your client to do it effectively. And I would have a hard time being 100% behind him right now with these 14 claims. And, you know, if, if well, it Mike, is- let me, just, let me just interject real quick. Like how, how, how often does that happen? Like, is that a, is that a regular practice to do that in a, in a situation like this where a lawyer would, would want to give his guy the, the, the lie detector test? I think that you got to do whatever you have to do to be comfortable with your client. Now, plenty of plenty of lawyers will take the case because they'll take the paycheck and they'll say this individual has rights. And I my job is to advance those rights. You know, in a criminal setting, my job is to force the government to prove guilt beyond a reasonable doubt, not to prove that my client's innocent. Now, the standard, as we know, is much lower in civil court, but you still need to believe in the cause. You need to believe in the client. At least I know I did, because I know I'm not going to be very effective and I'm not going to be very happy if I'm not representing someone that I truly believe in. And that's one of the benefits of having your own law practice. You can decide who you represent and who you don't represent. Every once in a while, you get a court appointment to handle a criminal defendant, you got no choice in that situation, but to do what you can to help advance that person's rights. But I, I, in this case, especially since there is a PR component that your name is going to be attached to, if he's not clean, if he's not innocent and you're out there saying he is, that hurts you. Yeah. That diminishes you, that diminishes your credibility as a lawyer, as a spokesperson, as anyone who would be standing arm in arm with Deshaun Watson saying this person is wrongly accused. And I frankly think at this point, it's, it's probably too late to salvage things in the court of public opinion. Agreed. What they do, you mentioned, you know, how in the world could there be 14 and maybe up to 24 people who are making false claims? I mean, if there is some sort of grand conspiracy like that, it shouldn't take much to knock the first domino over. But but again, it's with each individual claim that gets added to this, it's harder and harder to envision. Yeah. That it right. That it's all one big conspiracy. And if it is, it really wouldn't take much to get it to collapse with a good lawyer asking tough questions at the right time. That's a lot of eggs to put in a basket. That, as you said, it's very, 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 very rare. And and with when it goes from seven to eight to nine to 10 to 14 to 20 to 24, it's going to be harder and harder to show that Deshaun Watson, regarded before any of this as one of the nicest guys in all of sports, yeah, seriously. is now a victim of persecution at the hands of this diabolical scheme to bring him down. That's it's going to it's. Uh, it's it's harder and harder to buy it with each with each new no doubt. lawsuit we hear. About. No doubt, there's there's nothing that uh, I mean right now. Yeah, it does not look good. It, it it's hard for me uh, to take Deshaun Watson's side at this moment, and that I'm saying that too, Mike. And and the fact where I think we still feel the same way, I still feel like there's something fishy with Busby. And maybe the Houston Texans or something here. I do. I, I mean, again, that means nothing else. Deshaun Watson is, is looking. Both can be true. Both can be, be true. Exactly right. You know. And, and Deshaun could be guilty of everything he's accused of. Both can be true. Yeah, right, right. Exactly right. There's just, there so, does seem some sort of a personal part of this a little bit as far as bump, Busby's angle is concerned. But that doesn't wipe away anything that Deshaun Watson's done or anything like that. I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm shocked. This is like one of the shockers of 2021 right here. Cause you said it, this is the guy that was like, had a little bit of the Steph Curry, Patrick Mahomes charm where, okay. Yeah. They're the Kings of, you know, the kid that are 12 and under, right? Everybody looks at them. Hey, they're smiling. They got, there's a good look in their eye. I want to be like that. Deshaun Watson is also was that guy for kids. I think, you know, I know my own son looked up to him in a, in a big, big way. Uh, and I don't even think he's totally aware of what's going on a little here. But but it's going to be a big blow to Deshaun Watson. And, Mike, here's like the thing I want to I, – I just – I don't know where this goes. Everybody keeps talking about like, oh, we're going to take it to the Houston police and all of that. You know, I know we hit this a little yesterday, but every story is the same way. Hey, he contacted me on Instagram and he was inappropriate – 
but it's not the type of stuff that throws you in jail. Now, it, it kills you in the court of public opinion, but I don't think he's going to jail in, over any of these things as much as I think he looks like kind of slimy right now, for sure. We've been trying to avoid delving into the specific graphic details. Yeah. If, if some of the worst of the worst of what's been alleged is true and can be proven beyond a reasonable doubt, right? then there are reasons to be concerned about potential criminal penalties. I personally believe, and this is just my opinion, I believe that Busby is banging the drum of criminal prosecution and grand jury and whatnot just just to keep winning in the court of public opinion. Yeah, right. Because this is what you do when you are representing people who have been victimized by this individual. And again, it's possible they've all been, all of them, all 24 and more. It's possible. But when you're representing their interests, and you're trying to enhance their standing and get people to believe their story, that's one of the things you do. What happened here was criminal. It wasn't just a civil assault, it's criminal. And we're sending this to the prosecutor with a request that they impanel a grand jury. Now, the reality is, and there was a, a no comment issued by the Harris County District Attorney yesterday because they, they, they're not gonna say anything until charges are filed. That's the appropriate and prudent thing to do. But prosecutors look at these cases And, you know, people think that the judge is the most powerful person in any town in America. The prosecutor is the most powerful person because the judge can only handle what is put on the judge's desk by the prosecutor and the criminals. The prosecutor's got the power, broad, almost unfettered discretion to decide who gets charged, who doesn't get charged, who has a potential case against them brought to a grand jury where, as we've heard over the years, you can get a ham sandwich indicted. People say, what does that even mean? What it means is when you go to a grand jury, it's one-sided. It's like the court of public opinion currently. It's just Busby with no Rusty Harden, with no defense for Deshaun Watson. So if you really want an indictment, you're going to get one because you're presenting all this stuff as if it's true. The problem is eventually you're facing a jury who is going to be told that they can only convict the defendant if there is proof beyond a reasonable doubt. And that will cause prosecutors to exercise their discretion to not pursue a case where they know it's going to come down to this person versus this person with no objective evidence, no third party witness, no anyone else to break the tie and satisfy the very high standard of proof. So they will exercise their discretion not to proceed because they know they can't win. And they don't want to take on cases they can't win. It's that simple. Yeah. So I'd be stunned if there were ever criminal charges here. Right. But I'm not stunned that Tony Busby is pushing this because he's trying to score points in the court of public opinion. And he is. Yeah. Well, Mike, like where, where, like, you know, if, if where does the NFL stand in all of this right now? Where do you think this goes as far as, you know, their how long are they going to sit back? To me, I feel like it's inevitable that, you know, does this happen now sometime in the recent future or is it later until they wait to maybe teams start to do meetings and stuff? But like, I, I just got to think a, a Deshaun Watson, you know, leave of absence, paid absence or whatever, you know, something like that has to be coming down the tunnel now. Like you said, it doesn't matter about whether it's guilty or not. or any, We've seen the NFL. It, right now, it's hurting the shield. It's the number one story in the sport. It's certainly within their right to do this type of stuff right now. I mean, do you think that's something that's around the corner, or are they going to wait to maybe like more football activities get closer and there might be a chance he goes to the building and then they don't want to deal with it then? Well, he was never going to go to the building. See, that's the, the factor that changes it all of it. Yeah. He wasn't going to show up anyway. So when do you actually take the affirmative step as the league to say, don't show up? The team can't do it under the CBA. The team can't lock him out of the building. The league would have to be involved and say, you're on paid leave or, or whatever. And we saw with the Tyree Kill thing a couple of years ago when there were some strong allegations against him and it ultimately wasn't proven. He ultimately wasn't prosecuted. He voluntarily stayed away from the team for the offseason program while it worked itself out. Typically, the league's position with the paid leave dynamic that it has at its disposal, if it's the offseason, they they don't do anything with it. There's nothing to do. There's nothing to tell him to stay away from. 
when the offseason program starts, that's a different wrinkle. When the season starts, that's a different wrinkle. And, you know, the ultimate irony here, and I, I, again, never know if I'm using it right, thanks to that song, but I think that irony works here. The irony would be after multiple months of Deshaun Watson never wanting to work for the Texans again. Right. Only way to get compensated this year. Is maybe go work for the Texans. And be told he's on the paid leave list. And then the Texans have to pay him. If this, if this would put him out for the season, like we saw with Greg Hardy and Adrian Peterson back in 2014, they both were around for a week. And then after Ray Rice, the NFL kind of freaked out about all of these claims and told Hardy and Peterson, you're suspended with pay, basically, for the balance of the year. The Texans could end up paying him $10 million to, to get what he wanted, which is to not play for the Texans. The problem is he's not going to be playing for anybody else. But the Texans ultimately have to ask themselves, do we just sever ties with this guy? Do we just, do we just say that's it? Forget about trade. Do we just say that's it? Because if he gets put on paid leave, they have to pay him while all of these cases go forward and while the NFL decides at what point it will say, okay, paid leave is over, we're issuing a decision on your case and we're either going to suspend you or let you come back to the NFL. It, it, this is a mess for the NFL and for the Texans right now. And it only gets worse with, with the numbers going up and up right. and up. Because some point for the NFL, the silence becomes as deafening as it is for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I mean, it, it's, it's, I, I don't know where it goes from right now. I don't, I, I don't know what else, you know, Deshaun Watson's in deep, deep trouble. I'll, I'll, I'll have a hard time ever really thinking of him the same way I did before this. There, there's no doubt about this. And the NFL, it's a big issue. I mean, it's as big an issue as we've seen come across the sport in a while, really, as far as like, you know, controversy uh, when you talk about just again a quarterback and let alone one of the five best quarterbacks in the game just about and just hitting the prime of his career uh, this is big news and the NFL has got their hands full and I'm sure they're not liking this right now the fact that every day I mean this has dominated the news cycle for six days in a row now I mean every day it's two or three more or five more or whatever it, it, when is it going to end that, that's what's uh, unbelievable, and that's where Deshaun Watson and his camp are in big, big trouble here. You got one of the top five quarterbacks in the sport, a guy who already had been front and center with the offseason news cycle because of his effort to get out of Houston. So it's a guy we were already regularly talking about, thinking about, yeah. analyzing the situation. We were focused on the Texans because of just the general atmosphere of dysfunction in the organization and how they're going to handle the trade demand. That's what makes it even more stunning. And as I've said multiple times, if I had made a list a week ago today of five people in the NFL that I thought would be the least likely to have some claim like this, he'd have been on it. He'd have been one of the five. I guarantee you he'd have been one of the five that we'd have said, there's no way he'd be involved in something like this. So again, he, he, he still has his full complement of constitutional rights in civil court and criminal court, and he's innocent until proven guilty. He hasn't even been accused of anything that would take away his liberty. He's just been accused of something that ultimately would require him to write a check to one or more of these individuals. But he has rights. He has rights in a court of law. But in this day and age, where everything is instantly available and everything is instantly scrutinized and everyone comes to conclusions about something as soon as they hear about it. There's no requirement to wait when you're a member of the general public. A week may as well be a decade as far as Deshaun Watson's concerned. And that's the problem. I don't know what at this point could cause us to get back to where we were a week ago. Nothing, no way. On the list of the least likely to be accused of something like this. No, no there's right now there's, it, it'd be the most dramatic shift uh, ever. I mean, we'd have to find out that Busby and Cal McNair worked and did this and did something like that. I mean, that's the only way you'd probably yeah. look at them the same way. Yeah. We would have to, we would have to find out that every one of these claims was fabricated. Yes. That's what we'd have to find out. Yeah, I know. That's, and and that's... Yeah, it's, it's it, the, the chances of that are infinitesimal 
at this point, in my opinion. That's a real word, huh? Infinitesimal? Infinitesimal. That's a new one for me. I've never heard of that one. I might try to infuse it every now and then. Infinitesimal. Okay. (laughs) I went through that that Sims half second of, one, is this the right word? Two, is it even a word? Three, am I I going to be able to properly pronounce it? Right, right. Is it I went over three. I don't think but, so. It sounded right to me, but don't ask me. I'm no expert. <laughs> um, so, look, what we do at this point is we just continue to monitor developments and react to developments. I, people out there who are like, well, why are you still talking about this? Well, look around. Google. Uh, it's, it's, it is, as Chris said, it's the dominant story in the NFL right now. We're not doing our job to the audience if we ignore or minimize or downplay the dominant story in the NFL. And frankly, I don't watch anything else. So I don't know how anyone else is handling this. But our editorial judgment has been a no-brainer. I mean, yeah, you're kind of like, oh, God, we'd rather talk about free agency. or I'd rather talk about this. In part because it's a minefield for us. Yeah, it is. We say, right. and I know it's is Chris out, and he has to reapply makeup after every segment that we talk about it because he's. <laughs> but but we have to. I mean, we're here to to talk about and help people understand the most important issues in the game, and I think we've done a good job. I don't want to pat ourselves on the back here, especially since our audio is not working today. Like, hey, you're doing such a great job that your your show's a mess today, <laughs> but. I do think, in all seriousness, we've, we've handled this the right way. We've struck the right balance. We've struck the right tone. And we're trying to answer the question. And Chris, you've done a good job of just kind of instinctively knowing what people would want to know and drawing it out of me because I've got the experience in that world and I can help people understand it. And I think it's, I think it's helped. I like to think it's helped people understand exactly what's going on here. But the problem is, every time we kind of think we know what's going on, there's more claims. And who knows how many more claims there will be. And the one thing that I want to mention that I forgot to mention earlier. Yeah. One thing about this that is odd to me, and and this is not a reflection or a comment in any way on the veracity of the claims. Again, all 14, all 24, all however many may eventually be filed, may be 100% accurate, and Deshaun Watson is guilty as charged. I do find it unusual and noteworthy that other lawyers haven't swooped in because that's how lawyers operate even though tony busby says it's not about publicity while he's saying so at a press conference and even though he says it's not about money when the entire civil justice system is about money there are other lawyers out there who aren't going to even try to thread those needles they are in it for the publicity they are in it for the money they have bills to pay every month. They don't say no to cases where the defendant has the money to pay. They're all looking for cases where the defendant has the money to pay. You can have liability and you can prove harm. And it doesn't matter if the person you're suing doesn't have one penny to rub against the other one. You want to go after individuals who have the money to pay if you prevail. And there are other lawyers out there, Chris. And what is kind of surprising to me is no one else has swooped in with with other individuals to have 24 and they're all represented by one that is just unusual because my experience would say that by now there would be other lawyers whether in houston or national lawyers who have a reputation for representing individuals in cases like this they would be involved that that is just why why do you think what do you think like does busby make make them sign something like officially to him to whether his client or what i mean He's done an effective job yeah. of soliciting clients, ra- you know, rounding up these potential cases right. that we can evaluate. Now, for all we know, there are other cases right now under evaluation by other lawyers. I'm just, I'm surprised that he's the only one because this does, I mean, it, based upon what we've seen and heard in the court of public opinion, these look like viable cases. And and I, I the, the, look at all the publicity Tony Busby's getting. We're talking about a Houston lawyer nationally. Yeah. And that 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 you can't is buy there, that kind of exposure. Is there strength, it's, Mike, in the fact that like there there is a group under one lawyer ra- rather than maybe five lawyers, you know, attributed to five different people and anything like that? Is there an advantage to that to the accuser to have one lawyer and have it all under the same umbrella? There's always strength in numbers. Yeah. I just 
at some point whether the rights of, of a specific individual are better handled by a lawyer who's only representing that person and not trying to manage everybody ever-growing yeah. list of names because within that there's always going to be potential fractures and and just potential conflicts of interests among the individuals and in this case i don't have any reason to think that there there is now but there's always the potential moving forward and yeah as the number gets larger and larger you you could make the argument that any one of those individuals would be better off with her own lawyer who's only handling that case so right. anyway right so Let's take a break. We're going to turn back to football plans for the draft, plus plenty more as this Tuesday edition of PFT Live continues right after this. That's how it's going to look in Cleveland coming up late next month. And amazingly, they are planning for an in-person draft with a large amount of people. There will be indoor and outdoor elements to it the indoor venue you must be vaccinated if you are going to attend all fans in that inner circle must be must be vaccinated they will be draft ambassadors selected by each team uh open air you know the nfl continues to believe and really prove over and over again that open open air air transmission is is difficult to accomplish now it's, it's still not the kind of experiment that you want to engage in on a regular basis and cram a bunch of people into a tight open-air space. But, you know, the NFL is finding a way where they can do it safely, they can do it responsibly, they can do it effectively, and they can give the folks at home something that feels yeah. like a big deal. That's what it's all about. Yeah, Putting it in a spot where when you televise it, it feels like a big deal. And there's a way to do it even with social distancing and masks and in a responsible way that feels like a big deal. And even though they pulled off the stay-at-home draft last year, not exactly something that they want to do on a regular basis. It doesn't feel like a big deal. There's only so much you can do. And we've seen all we want to see of stay-at-home activities this year on TV. This is great. And and if they can pull this off, then it underscores the confidence, Chris, that the league has that the stadiums will be full yeah. in 2021. Because make no mistake about it. Yeah. You know, the league is concerned that in some states, the political realities will prevent a full stadium. Right. I think this draft at some level showing the world right. that this can work, showing the nation this can work, showing California yeah. and New York and Massachusetts right. this can work, that helps push it through to get full stadium yeah. authorization when September rolls around. Agreed, right? Give everybody a little confidence. Hey, look, they're out there. It's a crowd. Okay. You know, yeah, I'm with you. First off, I'm excited as a fan. As well done as that Zoom draft was last year by the NFL, and it was phenomenal for what the resources they had available. Nothing beats the draft, the fanfare, the excitement. All 32 teams, we're going to the Super Bowl because we're going to win the draft today. We're all going. We're all going to the Super Bowl. I mean, that's just there's something about that time, you know, of the year that it, it excites all NFL fans. And you know, if there's one league in our country that can pull this off and do it the right way, it is the NFL. I mean, the NFL just, uh, again, whether you go to sporting events or anything, NFL security is the tightest security of any sporting event. They're going to be all over people wearing masks and following the rules and doing all those type of things. They're not want to be called out about that. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I know they're going to do all the right things, take all the right precautions and, and the fact that a majority of it is going to be outside by a lake where there's wind blowing and things like that, I would think that that would be one of the lesser chances you have to, you know, uh, contract the virus. Right, old timer? Hey, let me just bring everybody in here on the old timer thing. Ooh, baby. So during the last break, as you can see, Mike's mic is working now. And now he's off of Zoom and all of that. Pete Dimmelit a little lightest. Set, called Mike an old-timer. Now, as, as smooth as Mike was for all the technical difficulties, Pete called him old-timer, and he stopped dead in his tracks, and he said, who just called me old-timer? Who just called me old-timer? And then he said, oh, yeah, whoever did it can go, 
you know, climb a tree. That's what he said. Something like that. So uh, I just want to let that be known. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for editing the last part, because knowing you as well as I do, I'm surprised you didn't put your hand a lot closer to the flame of what I said to Pete. And it was all under the guise of complimenting me for not freaking out as someone else would have. As well, he's he's calm because he's an old timer. Uh, so. All right, Pete. I remember that, Pete. Wait, Pete, when Pete, when can I start Pete, swearing Pete, on this show? Pete has Pete has been trying so hard for the last year to crack through my shell and develop a relationship with me because he knows number one, I got enough friends, I don't need any more, and he's been working so well at at just kind of getting you know. The, the the turtle to stick his head out of the shell. He just he just dropped a brick on the on the turtle. Turtle's dead. It's over Pete, just give up. It's done. He it's is. Over. He's been trying gotta, to massage. Well, that's not a good word. You're right. Massage is not good right now. Yeah. So I was going to say he's trying to massage the relationship. There's no doubt about that. I've noticed that too. But uh, I now I have a lot of jokes in my head about massages, so I won't go there either. <laughs> we have one minute to break. When can I start I swearing no on this show? This Seriously. What to say. When can Never. I start doing it? Never? Never. Uh, all right. Fine. Never. Uh, Kristen, Kristen would like to have tomorrow off, so she says go ahead and do it now. Okay. So we'll <laughs> all have tomorrow off yeah. if you do it now. Uh, th- there's. Let's go ahead and take a break now. This is a crazy kind of upside-down day. Um, let's uh, wait. Are we going to break or are we not going to break? Are we going to break or are we not? We, we, not, we are not going not. to break now. Come on, old timer. Get with it's, the time. We're not here. just having. Well, I have one person telling me we can go to break. I have another person telling me we can't go to break. So whatever gremlins had invaded our audio system apparently have now invaded their brains. So we, 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 we um, there was one thing we were going to talk about. I and hit we'll it. have yeah. time. Right. We'll have time to discuss this another day, maybe another segment today. The, the, the Sky Judge thing, the booth umpire, it's – and it's going to be a mistake, Rich McKay. Don't water it down. Don't bastardize it. No half measures. If you're going to do it, do it right. I'm afraid, Chris, they're not going to do it right. Yeah. We'll have time to I talk about you. that. And more coming up. We'll be right back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.